This is Channel Attitude. Your voice, your right, your freedom. Goldie's Closet, episode 236. This is part two with Still Rebel. Look, these are the kids of the infamous Andrew Dice Clay from back in the day. I was feeling nostalgic. I checked this band out. They are some hot shit. They are really, really good. They're trying really hard. So go out there and give them a follow. Show them a little love and support. Um, I know that they're just, they're doing their best and they're really creating some great songs. So without further ado... Part two, Goldie's Closet, yay! Goldie's Closet 2.36, we've got another banger for you today. You know, this is a sports entertainment channel. It is a platform. Sports entertainment can come in many shapes and sizes. This one, I wanted to do something a little different. I met this amazing dude at a Jackal concert. We were opening for Jackal at one of the state fairs, and I met this dude, and he was one of the stagehands. absolutely crushing it. The nicest, kindest, most humble dude ever. And I thought that he would be in the music realm forever, but the more I followed him on social media because he was just so freaking cool, the more I saw him getting into stunt bike riding, tricking it out, being the trickster that he is. And I just thought, what a perfect guest this would be. Just to learn a little bit more about this sport, what goes into it, the misconceptions, He's absolutely, this is an absolutely right to the point, cool, short, nice, fun, bite-sized interview for you to learn a little bit about this sport and appreciate it. But more than anything, if you see the ticker on the bottom with his socials, his whole livelihood, his whole future is so dependent upon social media presence and follows and engagement. Would you please all be so kind as to give Gage Uh, a like and a follow on any of the platforms you see fit that you spend time on. I would so greatly appreciate that. If anything on Rousseau's brand, if anything on Goldie's Closet, if we can just help other people out that are positive and that are the light that's shining, that would mean the world to me. So without further ado, Goldie's Closet, episode 236. Put your hands together for my special friend and guest, Mr. Gage Worley. What are you doing right now? Because, I mean, you want to make sure that the people that can see this podcast see that your bike is ex- extra shiny and extra clean today. Yeah, so we got a Yamaha FZ07, and uh, we got props to Twin Stunts out there, one of my sponsors that hooks me up with all the stunt parts. And I got some great companies looking out for me. The Twins are the only sponsored Yamaha factory stunt riders, um, and they picked me up as a rider. So I'm humbled and I am grateful to be, you know, mentioned with their name at any time. So that's really cool. They look out for me. They make, they make handbrake brackets, um, saggy fixes. I mean, rear sets, anything that you need for the bike to, you know, to get you stunt riding, getting you doing cool stuff like you see us doing. How many people do you ride with? You know, I really, I started off riding by myself. I live in a small town, so I was just kind of inspired by people on social media and just, you know, growing up, being around bikes my whole life, I kind of 
kind of just got the itch to do something different, you know? Tell me what kind of bikes that they are. If you had to tell everybody that can't see your bike right now, like what class of bikes do you ride? Word. So this is a Yamaha FZ07. It's a two-cylinder Yamaha sport bike. It's a 700cc sport bike. Um, yeah, it's, I mean, it's fully stunted out. It's got FMS cages and everything to protect it from hitting the ground because that's what you're going to do when you when you start ride. But, I mean, I started off on a little 125cc Grom, like a scooter. Your riding, though, isn't for speed. It isn't to race. It is solely for the purpose of tricks. Yeah, it's so it's called stunt riding. It's um, we're just performing stunts on you know making motorcycles do things that they weren't designed to do. Essentially, what was Evil Knievel? Uh, stunt rider, a badass stunt rider. Was he like the OG? Was he the goat? Um, maybe not for wheelies, but as far as just pushing boundaries, I mean, I think that's a guy that we we all we all look at as somebody that just started pushing the boundaries on bikes. You know, who is out there today that you aspire to? Not be, but that you admire or look up to. Well, while we're talking about Evil Coneval, let's bring up um, Kyle Ives, Kyle and Cody Ives, the Ives brothers. They're uh, also stunt riders. They do the, okay. Yeah, Kyle and Cody Ives, while we're still on that topic of evil. Um, he was wearing Robbie Knievel's leathers, and he did a huge jump um, over one of the Walendas on a high wire at Sturgis this year, so... What? While we're talking about evil, Kyle uh, Kyle Ives is one of my boys, and he is a lunatic. He is insane, and y'all need to go check him out. Do you think he just has a death wish? Probably. Probably. I think it's I think it's all differing levels of death wish for all of us. Or is it just like you just don't like? Because it's the same thing in wrestling. Like a lot of these guys just don't care if they go out in the ring or not, or like it's just Uh, that's their rush, that's their drug, that's their high. I think it's a little of that. I think also, I don't know, you see what we're doing as crazy and like an inconceivable, you know, achievement to do on a motorcycle. I can't believe he's doing that. I can't see how he's doing that, but it's just tons of practice. I mean, hundreds of thousands of hours on a, on a bike, figuring out what it likes, figuring out what it doesn't like. And just, you know, every time you push your boundary, it becomes a little less scary, you know? So I've, I've only been riding for two years, like stunt riding for two years. And if you showed me a video of me just on an average day today, if you showed me that two years ago, I'd be like, there's no way that's me. You know, there's no way I could ever see myself doing that. But pushing boundaries, like, you know, I go out on stage and I sing and I push boundaries, but it doesn't mean that I'm going to die. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the part that stops everybody from trying. Is, uh, is the fear. If you can get past the mental aspect and realize that if you crash, you're probably not going to die. You know, you might get hurt, but you'd have to go really, really wrong doing a wheelie circle to die. You know, it is scary. You can get hurt. It's a 500 pound motorcycle with the idle turned up, so it can run you over. It's going to keep rolling when you get off of it, unless you stop it. So, I mean, it is scary, but once you get past the mental aspect, it's just, oh no, it's like a sport. It's, it's, skate, it's like skateboarding. It's an action sport. Again, not skateboarding with a 500-pound skateboard, I hope. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess I'm, I guess I'm underplaying it a little bit, but I don't know. It's a lot of fun. It's something we love. It's uh, The stunt community is something that's really misunderstood, and that's one of my reasons that I love doing stunt shows, that I love taking my passion and sharing it with other people. It's just kind of giving them an idea of what we do, why we do it, and just the fact that we're a big family. We all love each other. People see us as criminals. These guys doing wheelies. They're lunatics. They don't care about their life. You know, it's actually the opposite. 
you come to these spots, these parking lots, and these, we call them lots, you know, these spots where we practice, and it's people's whole families. Their dogs, kids, tents set up. I mean, everybody's got bicycles, motorcycles. 50 to 100 people just riding and, you know, spending time on their motorcycles, spending time with their friends. I think we, uh, we get really misunderstood, and that's sad. I appreciate you clarifying that. That's good. That's what these podcasts are like all about, just to get people listening and awareness and yeah, find out what yeah. you're doing. Yeah. yeah, it's just like any other facet of riding. You know, you got the Harleys, the sport bikes, the dirt bikes. We're just a big family. We're the stunt riders. You know, there's asses that make us look bad. Some people that make poor decisions. But, I mean, as a whole, we're just a group of guys. We love each other and we love what we do. And we're just pushing the boundaries on these motorcycles. Who got you into all this? Did you see it? Did You, you said that you're in a small town. So did you see it early on or? Um, I think the Ives brothers played a big part in getting me getting my attention on motorcycles and like they kind of normalized it to see these guys just throwing these bikes around and just doing crazy stuff with them. I was like, yeah, that's something you can do, you know? Um, but you, you didn't meet them. You just saw them online. No, no, I've met them. I grew up around those guys. They're, oh, you uh, did. they're, they're dad's good family friends of, uh, of my dad. And I just kind of grew up watching them jump bikes and watching them ride the wall and ride the ball of death and just kind of, I don't know. Those dudes are killer. And that just kind of gave me an eye for it, you know? What are all the sponsors that you have? You named one, which is the first one, which was? Twin Stunts. Twinstunts.com. You can use code SCBlocks and get 10% off your stunt parts. Um, handbrake brackets, anything you need like that. Bella Stunt Seats. One second. I'll take the seat off so you can see it. Rand remembers he's taking his seat off right now, for those of you that can't see this. And that is your... Bella Stunt Seats, the most incredible custom upholstery work. It is, but where does, is that where your dingling goes through the hole, or what's up with that? Yeah, right. No, really, uh, I don't uh, know what it is. is. A, this is a foothold just for to give you an extra place to put your foot in circles. This Wait, I thought custom. you said it was your seat. It is. This is the rear seat. This is the passenger seat. So what? I'll send you a video clip of where your foot goes. I'll show you. You'll your see it. Your foot goes in a seat that you're sitting on. No, you stand in this hole. I thought you said it was a seat. It is. That's the fun part about stunt riding, no boundaries. But yeah, this is Bella, custom stunt seats, the best upholstery and stunt seats you're gonna find. Um, tell them SC Block sent you. I worked really hard to design some of the inserts for the FZ07 that keep the seat from wobbling around. That's a cotton problem. So check Bella stunt seats out. I'm still trying to figure out how this all works out, ladies and gentlemen. It's a seat, but his like foot this. goes. It's a seat. Well, that, okay, but you're not sitting on that, honey. No, but I'm standing up on the bike a lot of the time. Okay, I, now, you know what? I would have never have known that you all do that. I would Insert video clip here. (laughs) I would have never have known that. What are some other things that, not just misconceptions about stunt riding, but things that we wouldn't know about? Because I didn't know about that at all. Um... I don't know. I think a lot of people see us riding and they, I don't know. I think for somebody that's not a good or just like a stunt rider that knows about the sport, they see people doing wheelies and they classify them all the same. Um, I think a misconception is that anybody can just go out and pop a bike up and it's just like, I don't know. I feel like you see a guy going down the highway and the normal, the normal thing that a person thinks is like, that guy's reckless. That guy doesn't care about his life, you know? And I don't promote riding on the roads, but I think that people don't understand how many hundreds and thousands of hours I have on this motorcycle. You know, people yeah, drive you, by. 
Do you think riding down the highway doing a wheelie is a smart choice? No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying okay. like, okay, so let's let's branch this off. Okay, let's do it. The hardest part about my sport is finding somewhere to ride. I No matter if it's a private parking lot or, you know, just anywhere that I'm trying to practice, people will drive by, they'll call the cops on you, they'll, they'll come and, you know, ask you to leave and this, that, and the third. And I feel like, I don't know, I feel like if people don't want us on the street, then we should have better facilities to practice somewhere that's not on the road, you know? Okay. Because all I do is go out and have to explain myself to people and to police all day just to try to practice something that I love. And, you know, a bike that I have $8,000 in that it's, you know, the hardest part is for me to find somewhere to ride it. Well, okay, let me play devil's advocate. Isn't that similar to somebody saying, like, I'm an avid shooter. I love to practice shooting, but... I just can't go find just any old parking lot and start firing, you know, either my handguns or my rifles or my automatics or my semi-automatics. There has to yeah, be designated. But- there has to be designated places that I go to do that, and I can't like expect like the government to just fund those places for me. You know what I'm saying? Well, well see, I'm from South Carolina, so I get to shoot guns in my backyard. Well, then you're more privileged than I am. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So. Yeah. But yeah. I could flip uh, it. It is a tough. It is a tough question, but I mean, at the end of the day we're not hurting anyone and i feel like i don't know i feel like making us uh police's problem being on the street and stuff is a worse idea than just having a place to practice you know you're saying like how there's skate parks and things like the basketball courts i don't know some kind of open lot where car because you don't want cars to be acting a fool on the street or bikes or anything but it's like i don't know you have guys that ride motorcycles that are actual professionals at doing this you know and people that are trying to be professionals like myself. And I just, you know, the hardest part about our sports finding somewhere to ride where you can just ride your bike and not have to. Oh, that's an interesting point. No. Yeah. And I don't that's have a problem with police. They're just doing their job. But it's just like, I don't know. It gets annoying when you're riding a, a bike that's legal with insurance, registered, paid off. You got a license and they're just bugging you constantly, mm-hmm. you know. Where so, do you go? Where do you go that they bug you? Like what kind uh, of lot? I mean, it's usually private parking lots where they have no jurisdiction, but they get calls from people passing by, I guess, that see some kid doing wheelie circles on a sport bike and that looks dangerous. <laughs> and they think I'm going to fly out into the road or they think I'm going to, you know. I get it. But I'm sure you're pretty cool with the cops anyways. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I try my best. I mean, I see them pretty often. I try to make <laughs> Try to make friends with them. I want to talk to you, uh, to everybody, and let them know where I met you. I met you uh, a few years back. We were opening for Jackal, and you were you were helping the crew. I guess it's your dad. Tell us what your dad does. There it is. Is your dad still playing with Jackal? Absolutely. How many years Absolutely. has it been? I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. How many years has it been? Uh, he's an original member, so... I think it's 30, 30. Shit. Really? Your yeah. dad plays guitar, right? He plays the drums. Drums, my bad. My, my uncle bad. plays guitar. They're brothers. Oh, that's right. That's right. And your uncle, was he the one that was all gimmicked up and had like all the guy liner on and just looked amazing? Or was that somebody hell, else? Hell yeah. Yeah. yeah he looked yeah. he looked pretty badass. We were Jeff is very stylish, man. From the guitars to the to the outfits, he kills it. Yeah, we we still talk about him like amazing. Heck yeah. No, he and does Jesse's... all the guitars himself. He, he really? Takes very, he takes very much pride in painting them and, and burning them up. Absolutely beautiful job. What was awesome. your role when I met you? What What was your um, role in that crew? I've worked for my dad's band for 
my whole life. You know, since I was old enough to not be in school and go out on the road with the guys, I've just always helped in some form. Um, it's been a big blessing in my life because they worked me. You know, they gave me they gave me work and they allowed it allowed me to see the world. You know, and yeah, it was, it was free. Like I just got to go work and set up drums and you know try to help wherever I could. The older I got, the more helpful I became on the crew. You know. I like to think when I was 15, 16, 17, you know, I was just kind of there for the novelty. I was helping, but I wasn't actually like, you know, the older I got, the more I knew about how the stage went together, how the drums went together, how stuff needed to sound. And, you know, you the mentioned more helpful I became, I started running lights and setting up the drums and just, it just evolved into me just doing more, you know. You mentioned that you got to see the world. What are a couple of things that you've seen or that you've learned that you probably wouldn't have if you were not a part of that crew? Oh, man, I've met so many people that I look up to. Holy crap. Ted Nugent, uh, Derek St. Holmes. Oh, my God. Um, God, it's crazy. Uh, the, all the guys in Wayland, I mean, I think I think just the people that you meet out there, it gives you, and you know, you know somebody from every state now, you know. You know people all around, and it just gives you touch with what's going on around, you know. It's kind of how I met the Ives brothers. And it's just like, I don't know, being on the road and learning from those guys and being able to work with them and just, you know, see what goes into being successful in show business. It's changed my life. You know, you have such a good vibe. When we met you, you're just so positive and kind and humble and cool. Where does that come from? My father. Really? My father. Yeah. Heck yeah. My dad's humble as heck. My dad, um, we're from a small town, you know, there's a, Everywhere you go, if you go somewhere with my dad, everybody knows that's Chris Worley, the drummer for Jackal. You know what I'm saying? We go to dinner, we go to Walmart, anywhere. People want to take a picture. People want to ask him where he's been, if he was at Sturgis, if he's going to Sturgis, when he's going back, when he's on the road. Can't believe you're home. You know, my dad takes time to talk to every person. I've never seen my dad be snotty with one person, not sign one thing, you know. And he, when he's home, he works, too, just to not sit around. He works wow. me. He works my brothers. I mean, I don't know. Can't yeah, try hard enough to be like my dad. He sets the bar pretty high. That's really, really cool. You guys seem to have such a great rapport um, yeah. on stage and just the time that I met you. And again, traveling, that's how I met you and really have loved watching everything that you're doing. And tell us what is next for you. Like, you just keep practicing. You are sponsored. You're endorsed. Like, what's on the horizon for you? Like, how does this work in this industry? What's next? Um. It's tough to say, you know, I'm really just working to be my best. I think with with the FZ07, a lot of people are riding sport bikes that are inline fours, and that's kind of the norm for freestyle riding. And I think I'm breaking out of the box a little bit by doing it on a twin, you know. Um, I think that makes me a little unique, and I'm just sticking to the freestyle riding, you know, doing circles, doing drifts, doing stoppies, you know, show riding, real, like, show riding. Um and just trying to be good. I'm really inspired by the twins and by Eric Trimmer and, you know, guys like that that are just pushing the boundaries and just, I don't know, just being unique. I think the I think the next step for me is just uh, to keep pushing, to try to build my social media as much as I can and um, just keep doing these stunt shows. It's got me some great connections and I like the... Uh, I like the way we're interacting with the community. You know, the children love it. The older people love it. People respond to it when it's in a permissive environment so just keep pushing the stunt shows and keep trying to make a better name for stunt riding 
Let's take a minute for everybody that is actually watching or watching this promo. I'm at the 19-minute mark. I want you to check out on the bottom pink ticker, the way before it's time Barbie pink tip ticker. I was just so ahead of my time. Thank you. I want you to check out the social handles on the bottom, if it's Instagram or Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, Facebook, all that good stuff. Wherever you uh, spend the most time on social media, please give a gauge, a follow, and support. It's so cool when you have people in your feed that are just not not only the cooking shows or not only the hot babes or not only the fill in the blank. Like, let's give this guy some follows and um, some love and just from all and all around the world where everybody listens and and watches. The whole point of this show is to just to bring really good quality, positive people on here that do something interesting and 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 awesome that we can learn from and expand our just our whole vocabulary. Like I've, I've learned a lot of things about like that seat is kind of freaking me out. What are some more things that I can learn today about stunt writing? Like I really want to learn something. We've got a few more minutes. Uh, bring us up to speed on some things people wouldn't know about. Oh, he's going to show the camera. All right. What do we got? All right. So on a stunt bike, we have these cages. This is a, uh, this is to protect the bike from the ground. So a lot of the time when you're trying new tricks, you're going to throw your bike around. You're going to throw your, you know, you're going to fall off. You're going to have to let go of the bike. You're going to figure out what it doesn't like. Okay. So fair enough. I would have not. Protect your bike from the ground. This allows me to let go of this bike and it's not catastrophic. Okay. Does everybody have cages on their bike at, at, at higher levels of, of education? Or is that like a training wheel? I know it's a dumb question, but here's me to ask. I'm sorry. You were breaking up. Okay, so I see the cages on your bike. Now, if somebody is a really experienced rider, do they still keep the cages on to protect the bike in case, or do they take the cages off? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, the uh, the riders that are the best riders are always pushing the boundaries, so they're actually falling more. Okay, but do, they, know, keep, not- do they keep the cages on then or off? Absolutely, they keep them on. Oh, they do. So cages, yeah, so cages aren't because you're a newer rider, not meaning two years, not newer, but cages aren't because of that. They're because protect your investment. Always. They never come off. Protect your investment. Absolutely. This bike cost me $5,000 stock. And then I put another three to $4,000 in parts on it. So I'm looking at close to $10,000 on one bike, you know, and you got to you got to protect that. You're riding it every day. You're beating the crap out of it doing what we do. So why is there cages only on the front and not the back? Is that where the most damn oh, oh never mind. Okay, so you do have one yeah, on the very back, back. And we got that rear seat right there for you. <laughs> Let me know a few more things. Um a lot of stunt riders run a really big sprocket. That's to keep the RPMs on the bike at a desired level. Um, it just allows you to do more. It keeps the bike from stalling. It, uh, just the more you raise the teeth, the more it raises the RPMs. So we use that in a corresponding fashion to whatever type of riding you're trying to do. Wow. Yep. Do you want to make a, go ahead. My bad. No, you're good. I was going to say there's a lot of stuff people haven't seen before. Like the, uh, the two levers. This is a clutch. Oh, this is a clutch. And this is actually a brake. Some people that freaks some people out really bad. When they so see that. when you, so you use the clutch just like a manual car. Yeah, absolutely. And then you use this brake for when you can't access the foot brake. 
Oh, wow. Okay, I didn't even yeah, know that. This is also another added on. It's a master cylinder, a separate line, a separate caliper. Okay, but regular bikes don't have that. No, absolutely not. Does everybody's trickster bike have that, or you just wanted that? Uh, it's a very common thing in stunt it riding. It is common. If you have a if you have a sport bike, it's it's probably got a handbrake on it. You know, if it's a, if it's a stunt bike. How is what is the next thing for you to do to make a living only riding? How does that work? Walk us through that. Um, just trying to work the socials, trying to just be different. You know, there's a lot of people that ride, but there's not a lot of me. You know, um, doing what I'm doing on my bike and how I'm doing it, my attitude and just the way I carry myself and just taking these stunt shows to a whole nother level and just bringing riding to the community in a fun way that everybody can enjoy and understand. Wow. I'm blown away. There's just, I love watching everything that you're doing and it, you've educated us so much today on so many things. Like it's, it's phenomenal. Like I really want everybody to take a look at, at his socials on the bottom and just follow. It's just such pleasant content there's never any BS on your page. It's just always just you writing. I always wondered why there wasn't more music stuff, but I'm like, this is really just your passion. This is what you love. It's my, it takes every second of your life, you know, every second. If I'm not riding, I'm working on the bikes. If I'm not working on them, I'm thinking about them or I'm sleeping. So, <laughs> Are you going out on the road anytime soon? You said that you're not doing that anymore. Yeah, I kind of just took a step back from working with them. I've done it my whole life, so I figured it was time for me to do something for me and make a name for me, you know. I played music for a while, but I've just really been into stunt bikes and just the journey that it's taken me on. It's super fun. And it's, um, I don't know, it's really fulfilling just pushing your limits and, you know, believing you can do a, do something and accomplishing it. It's I great. love it. I, I want to take some time to thank you for reaching out and having me on and just being interested in what I'm doing. It means the world to me. And I appreciate you taking your time out of your day. Oh, I, I appreciate you so much, sweetheart. You're so, Like I said, you were such a kind soul when I met you, and I just thought I'd love to. We've got so many dudes that, uh, well, it's probably 99% male on this platform, so I know that a lot of them love danger, and they love the cutting edge, and they love racing and sports, and this is a sports entertainment platform, so who yeah, better yeah. What, who better of a fit to have you come on and just talk about everything that you're doing? And I'm blessed enough to have so many um, very, very young up-and-coming talents, especially in the wrestling business. Sometimes this is their first podcast ever, and I'm just so lucky to have them. And then I see like a year later or two years later, I'm just like, holy shit, like they're just blowing up. And it's so fun to be able to Heck go yeah. back and reference these early interviews and see where people go and how they grow and just uh, join them on their journey. So I, we can't thank you enough for coming on today. Um, I promised you our time. What are we at? I think we're exactly at the time. Oh shit. We are like literally like 30 seconds away from the exact time that it needs to be. So do you have any closing thoughts or any advice for somebody that yeah. might be listening and want to take up writing like this? Yeah. So, um, anything that you want to do, you can do it. Anything you see anyone do, you can do it. You just have to believe in yourself, put the time in, invest in yourself. It's hours and hours and hours. Um, I think a misconception a lot is that everything's got to be fun if you love it. But sometimes pushing your boundaries and being fed up with something and wore out and you want to get that payoff, sometimes that's not fun. So stick in there, even when it's hard, even when you're frustrated, and you'll get that payoff and it'll be sweet. Well, man, that's that's like those are some golden words from somebody that's younger than me. And very, very golden words. And I appreciate that. Absolutely. Stick with it. You're capable of great things. Hey, everybody, this has been Goldie's Closet 236 featuring our friend Gage Worley. We want to uh, keep an eye on this, this, this guy. He's mega talented, hella cool. 
And as always, I tell everybody out there to uh, stay safe out there, but be free. Read between the lines on that one and stay golden. Let me clap at the end. Yay! <laughs> What's up, everyone? It's Goldie Impact Wrestling, TLC's Cheapskates. Ted Nugent's running wild from him somewhere in the woods. And maybe you've seen our band, Goldilocks Band. We're out there. We're on tour. But now we're connecting on Cameo. So I want to tell you that I am here to be your humble servant. And that's whatever you need said for you, for a friend, a shout-out, a golden shout-out. You name it, here and on it. Now, just reminding you, keep it classy, keep it cool, and keep it above the belt. But I want to offer you something a little bit uh, a little bit different. Just remember, if I'm not on the road and I've got access to these next beauties, we can always have... I want to make this the most amazing experience for you ever because you deserve it. Your friends deserve it. Your loved ones deserve it. And just remember, I can sing you a few lines of a song. It can be from from anywhere. Like, uh, it can be from somewhere over the rainbow. Or it could be near, far, wherever. It could even be on a highway to hell. It could even be from there. Oh, and keep in mind, not all requests are the same. Maybe your motivation comes with a harder edge. Maybe you need a more jagged little pill. There's nothing that I love more than playing the heel. So if you need your message delivered with more, uh, Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Intention? Please specify. Can't wait to connect with you on Cameo. Thanks so much for being here. Stay golden.